0: shift independence and how great it's been and uh, see where you want to take this. But it's been a great move for us. And, and I'd like to think for our clients as well.
1: On this episode of Advisor Revelations, Jonathan Barth talks to Matt Liebman about the Breakaway Accelerator Program and the benefits of bringing and held away assets while transitioning to independence. Welcome to the Advisor Revelations podcast. I'm Jonathan Barth, Regional Vice President at DPL Financial Partners, and today we're going to discuss how advisors, like our guests joining us here today, are using DPL's Breakaway Accelerator Program to transition their existing annuity book, avoiding orphaned accounts, and bringing those assets under their management as they make the move to being an independent financial advisor. I'd like to introduce our guest, who's a founding partner and CEO at Amplius Wealth Advisors, Matt Liebman. Matt, thanks for joining us here today and and taking the time. Thanks, Jonathan. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, before we get into our discussion here today, I want to remind our listeners really quick, please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming apps for updates. If anything we talk about today interests you, you'd like to have a deeper conversation, be sure to connect with DPL through our consultants on our website, dplfp.com. All right, Matt, let's go ahead and get started. Before we get into some of the specifics about the Breakaway Accelerator program and even DPL and your own firm, would you provide a little bit of background to our audience and share a little bit about
0: your background and Amplius Wealth Advisors? Sure. Thanks a lot. Happy to do that. So I'll give a quick background uh, on me and then we can talk about the firm. I've been in the financial services industry one way or another for now about 23 years. Started out in New York uh, for almost a decade in research and portfolio management and moved to wealth management, give or take about 15 years ago. And when I moved to wealth management, we were a large team at Merrill Lynch at a large firm. Essentially, I joined what was my father's team back then. He's still uh, involved, uh, very much involved. And then we've grown the team substantially since then. And uh, about just over two years ago, it's about two years and two weeks ago, we launched Amplius Wealth Advisors. Essentially, we broke away from the wirehouse world and started our own independent RIA through the Dynasty Financial Partners network and it's been it's been awesome. You bring up a great point because so many of the audience and our advisors
1: that are listening to us are probably thinking that same you know pathway of how do I go independent and you know the breakaway accelerator program is definitely something that that can help them do that. Real quick before we we get into it a little bit How long did you all plan on going independent and transitioning to an RIA before you actually made the steps across
0: the street, as uh, it's so often put? I'd say from beginning to end, from the first time that we looked into it until the day that we launched, it was about a two-year period. It doesn't necessarily take that long if you know this is something you want to do. The first 6 to 9 months of that were really just exploration, meeting with various employee model firms, some more hybrid firms, and then ultimately with Dynasty and learning more about the independent network. The reason I think our process took a little longer is we did not set out to leave the warehouse world and go independent from day one. In fact, that wasn't really high on the radar. It was more the more we learned, the more we saw, you know, we ultimately got the feeling that this is just way better. We, we should do this for our clients. And so then I'd say from the time we made the decision to the time we launched, it was a little over a year, maybe give or take 15 months, probably would have been less than that were it not for COVID. We had maybe about a six month delay. So I, when I do get questions sometimes from larger warehouse teams, we want to go independent. How long does it take? I'd say if you've made that decision and you're working with a partner like Dynasty, because they were incredibly helpful there. To me, six to nine months of prep is probably appropriate. That's great. And thanks for sharing that. And since you've made the move
1: independent, when you initially expected of moving independent, there were obviously some reasons why you wanted to go independent, the benefits for the clients, the benefits for your firm. Could you share with the team a little bit about what has come true from those initial beliefs of why independence was the right fit for
0: you? Yeah. So. The number one theme that I think that, you know, permeates a lot of what we do here, both I probably couldn't have articulated this before we launched, but it was there and it really has, has come to the surface since we've been here. And I'm going to age myself here, but for any of the listeners that were also children of the 80s, it was the, the who's the boss move that effectively, not so much that we're the boss because yes, a CEO of the company or whatever, That that's not what I mean. What I more mean is we want our boss to be our clients hmm. and there's nothing wrong for us with... People deciding that's not the right model for them. As long as the client's aware of your model and so on, I'm not here to, to judge that. But for us, ultimately, it was like, do we want to report to? a local manager, a regional manager, a broader, like super regional manager or whatever, <laughs> then a national manager, then all of their bank supervisors that then, then have a board of directors that then have shareholders. That's a lot of different agendas, you know, involved. And even if nobody, if everybody has the best of intentions, which I think for the most part, a lot of people at these firms do, they just may not have the same agenda as your client. And what we really wanted to do was simplify life and say, look, ultimately all that matters, our only boss is our clients. And so that was the goal coming in. And that part absolutely has delivered. If a client has uh, an issue with us, we will hear about it and we will uh, do our very best to address it. in in the most thorough and creative way that we can, and we don't really have to, you know, adhere to any other management type agenda. Of course, we're regulated and such, but as far as management layers go, we only really have one and that's the client's. That's awesome. That's such a fantastic story. And I'm sure it
1: changes the business and the conversations that you all have drastically once you make that move independent.
0: So that's great. Absolutely. And I think to a degree, I'm not sure that our clients were fully aware of it in the old setup, nor necessarily were we. It's almost like once you get out, we're like, oh, this is how you can do business. This is way better. You know, The grass truly is greener. At least for us, it was. I can't speak for everybody else, but uh, yes, it's much greener for sure. That's good. Yeah.
1: And as a part of that transition, there was obviously an existing annuity book, which is a little more relatable to DPL and the Advent Insurance Marketplace. As you were going through that transition to independence, I know everybody's path is different and it's unique, but would you be able to share a little bit about the annuity book, that path and that transition, um, specifically what your path looked like to going independent and where DPL came into play with helping on the
0: annuity book? Yeah, absolutely. And, And even before we get to DPL, I will say what you, and I told you this offline, but I'll say it now in the podcast. The service that you are building out and delivering and let's say uh, have started to deliver and now are delivering is really valuable. And I don't just say that because I'm a guest on your podcast. <laughs> I'm saying that from my own uh, experience and maybe some of the pain points of our own journey to independence. And so just to go back to our journey from interannuities and, and then how we got to DPL, when we first launched, a couple members of our team kept our brokerage license and hung that license at a firm who could take over as broker of record from those annuities. And we were essentially, I don't know if you want to call it hybrid, dual employee, there are all these names, but you know that rough structure. And it, the reason we did that, rather than just going pure RIA on day one, was because we didn't want to leave behind That business, not so much from a revenue standpoint for us, annuities have never, you know, sort of driven the bus from a revenue standpoint for us, Mm -hmm. but a lot of our very valuable clients had, as part of retirement cash flow planning uh, and retirement death benefit planning, had uh, substantial assets in annuities, and we wanted to be able to help those clients and service them. I mean, that was the motivation. And then about, you know, give or take a year into our business is when through Dynasty, we really discovered and did a deeper dive on DPL and what you could offer. And I will say with hindsight, I try not to look back because, you know, can't do anything about the past. But with hindsight, it would have been nice if uh, if uh we had done this with you at the outset. <laughs> it might have been a, a, a smoother transition. But here we are. And, and the general idea was to us, how can we more smoothly service our clients' annuity book while also transition to where we wanted to be, which we now are, which is pure RIA, no brokerage license, just register with the SEC RIA? Exactly.
1: And then that obviously gives you the ability to serve your clients in a way that makes the most sense for your business and, and for the relationships that you have. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate the kind words you did say that offline. And it's also <laughs> great to be able to share it with our, our audience here. I know that you are familiar with the 1035 exchange process of of transitioning the annuities. Could you also share with how your firm worked with DPL on the annuity analysis from an exchange and an agent transfer process, which is where we get into our breakaway accelerator program a little bit?
0: Yeah, this has been a, uh, I wouldn't say great addition to your program, because I'm sure you, you've had this uh, for a while, but, but you've, I know as a firm, you've been putting significant resources in the Agent of Record Change program, and I think that makes a lot of sense. So for us, as an objective fiduciary RIA, you know, evaluating our clients' situation, when we looked at the annuity book with DPL's help, our goal was really to divide the contracts more or less into three or four categories. One would be, you know, it really doesn't make sense for this client to hold this annuity any longer. You know, some yes, some no. And, you know, markets change, people age, people's cash flow situations change. Why you bought something 15 years ago may apply today or it may not. And in that case, there are some times where the client, where, another annuity is not the right solution. Okay, so in those cases, that's fine. We cashed out of those annuities for the clients, brought the money in here, and they're in our regular business, as it were, our day-to-day business. But there are other cases that you mentioned where that particular annuity solution is not correct for them anymore, but an annuity solution really does solve their problems better, especially given how the annuity world has changed over the last 10, 15 years with all of these fee-based options where we are, in fact, you know, judging this the same way we would any other investment for our clients. And sometimes a 1035 made sense. But to your question, th- there were a lot of cases, and I think this is a great starting point, and again, hindsight 2020, had we had it to do over again, I might've gone through it this way, and that is change the agent of record, get it to one centralized place like DPL here, and then work with DPL and the client and our firm to sort of smoothly, slowly, and deliberately go through each contract. So it's a little less of a fire drill where effectively now we have a number of contracts where that particular contract made sense for the client to hold, objectively made sense. And we have you know DPL on there as agent of record, and we have one centralized place where we can go for to help service our clients in that area. Exactly.
1: You are hit the nail on the head. And when you hear a story like that, you understand a little bit of why DPL calls it the breakaway accelerator program, because you're able to skip that step there in the middle. And I think what you described is the rough structure, having the broker dealer and the RIA at the same time, that can be a little difficult for firms, just with everything that comes with that.
0: For sure. Yes. It served a purpose for us, I suppose, in that environment, but it, it, it certainly has its challenges for sure. Definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about the
1: integration because one thing that you've mentioned is is having the customers and the clients, the end client, right, be your boss, be able to yeah. control the relationship and have a better experience and looking for ways to maximize your own efficiency. We were introduced through the Dynasty relationship and our relationship with Black Diamond. With the Advent Insurance Marketplace. So, I think it'd be great to be able to hear from your perspective as a user of Black Diamond and the Advent Insurance Marketplace. What are some real benefits of doing this within a portfolio management software from an integration standpoint, from a data feed standpoint, and even if there's some tools that you are able to use with either the DPL
0: team or clients? Sure. So we're very fortunate here that the firm that we chose to work with for helping our clients with annuities, DPL, was doing this joint venture with the firm that we chose to work with for our performance reporting and and analytics, Black Diamond. So made life easier for us. So thank you both for uh, making our lives easier there. But uh, Black Diamond has been a great partner of ours. And, And in this case, what we like about the independent model here is, whereas the client is our boss, To a certain degree, when we work with, I'll say, a partner of some sort, be it DPL, Black Diamond, we are the boss on behalf of our clients. And it's a nice setup. So I will say we are not like Mm -hmm. wed to have to sort of pound the table for Black Diamond. I'm doing it voluntarily. We really like it. (laughs) Black Diamond is good analytics from an asset allocation performance standpoint. And what's nice now is now that we are working with you in the, I guess, do we call it AIM or do we call it the advent? Are you guys going with acronym or the full word? But well, you know, whichever way you want to go. Here.
1: Whichever one you want to go with, but just for the, the listeners, it's the advent insurance marketplace powered by DPL. We obviously
0: will abbreviate it for AIM if that works. All right. Yeah. So we'll go AIM here. Working with that, what we're excited about there. Is being able to get this, as I mentioned before, not huge revenue driver of our business annuities, but significant for clients, mm-hmm. get that feeding into our black diamond so that when we run portfolio reports, it's right there. When we're looking internally at analytics, whether it's asset allocation underneath the hood in the annuities and or general risk management on behalf of clients, we're not sitting there with a, uh, you know, a, a ruler and an abacus, but it's right there on our black diamond <laughs> feed.
1: <laughs> well, that that's good, and then obviously there's a lot of tools within that Black Diamond an insurance marketplace as as well. Many of them which we use here internally, and in, you know, collaboration with Amplius, like our annuity comparison calculator, our ACC tool. I guess this is going to come out around March Madness, so good for the basketball fans there. Guaranteed income analysis tools, and then an additional reporting and data integration that we can provide. All that makes your life easier, hopefully. Yep. From a standpoint of your firm and the annuities, what would you share with somebody who's listening to this podcast right now? They have an existing book of annuities. They are thinking of going independent. They're looking at all these different things. Basically, what would you say to yourself that very first meeting that you all had internally and saying, hey, should we think about going independent? What would that do for us? What would you say to that advisor? Or what would you say to yourself You know, three, four years ago?
0: So I think just high level first in the practice, to me, again, it goes back to, I think, like, I am not a radical, like, change for change sake person. I'm a reasonably conservative when it comes to running our practice and our business. But ultimately, the wealth management world has changed so much in the last just in the 15 years that I've been in wealth management, after being in uh, asset management before that, that you really do not need to be wed to sort of legacy solutions. And so to me, looking at a fresh view of the landscape is basically everything that you can do at a big firm, you can do independently and, and sometimes a lot more. Now, again, you have to want to be a business owner rather than being an employee. And that, and that cuts both ways. And it's not for everybody. But once you get to that point, and again, and I'm not trying to be, as I mentioned, just uh, pounding the table for any one firm, but this is where a firm like Dynasty is super helpful because it's sort of like they just lay out a roadmap to help you make these decisions. So for us, that was incredibly valuable because we can we can tend to be a little analytical, maybe sometimes over analytical. So we needed that guidepost there. But then when it comes to the annuity side, the second side of the business what's really nice about independence is you get to choose what business you want to do in serving your clients and really ultimately i would almost phrase that differently it's you get to choose what clients you want to work with and they're really choosing what business you know you, you do cuz to work with them you got to satisfy their needs there to give them the appropriate advice and so what's really great about what your firm does and the, what I'll call again, the aim is that essentially you no longer need to make that choice between I'm going to leave this behind, but I think independence is better overall. It's more like, no, let's do both. You know, let's go independent, have all the advantage of that, and then have a firm like DPL help transition you to that uh, independent world while hanging on to that annuity business and maybe, and maybe making that a more viable part of your business. Beautiful. Couldn't have said it better myself.
1: Before I wrap us up here real quick, any closing comments or or thoughts from you or even the Amplius team that they want to pass along? No,
0: you know, I don't want to appear as if I am... Bad mouthing the wire house or employee model. It served us well myself for, I mean, I worked there for what, 13, 14 years, other members of the team, and certainly my family. You know, my dad was in that business for 50 years. So you're not going to hear me bad mouth that business model looking backward. What I will say going forward is, Really, I would consider, again, that not to keep saying the same thing, but that that who's the boss uh, mindset of like, what is it that all of these layers of bosses, of managers are doing for you, but more importantly, are doing for your clients? And the answer is not nothing, but the answer is, can you replace some of that in a way that is more efficient for your clients and really make them the boss? Because I think most good advisors, no matter what channel they're in. Most good advisors I've interacted with over the years really view their clients as the boss and they work for their clients. And the question is, are you able to do that without twisting yourself into a pretzel in your current model? Or is there another model that would make that easier? And obviously for us, my answer was pretty clear because that's what we did and, and we're very happy about it. But everybody else has to make their own individual decision there. Definitely. Well, good.
1: Leaving the listeners with a question of, of who's the boss, something to think about. Right, right. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us here today. And Matt, specifically, thank you for taking some time out of your busy schedule to share some of your thoughts with both myself and the audience here. Quick reminder to everybody who's listening, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're currently listening to it. And if anything interests you today, if you want to start the conversation with the DPL consultant, you can hop out to our website, dplfp.com. Thanks everybody and have a great day. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for listening. To hear more advisor revelations, go to DPLFP.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming app.